everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We're really excited today to bring you this bonus episode of the podcast. We're going to be talking about some fun films that have just landed on Disney Plus, Disney Channel, and and the uh, Netflix. <laughs> I almost forgot for a second. Yeah, Netflix. And uh, we love doing these every once in a while. It's a lot of fun. And I am film critic Rachel Wagner, and Amy's here. Hey, guys. And my very good friend Jennifer Chandler's here. Hello. Yes. So I hope you guys had a a good good New Year, good January. <laughs> it's been a little while since we got a chance to talk. It was yep. like three months long. January was <laughs> forever. <laughs> it was so long. It really, like, really sure, did. Yes. <laughs> it was really long. I still feel like I haven't quite recovered from Christmas, to be honest. I'm still... You know, like two weeks ago, I finally finished all the Christmas movies. <laughs> So I haven't recovered yet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's funny. Um, so, all right. Well, we have a bunch. Some we're going to talk about a little. Some we're going to talk about a lot. It's just going to be fun. So the first one that I thought we would talk about is Timmy Failure, Mistakes Were Made. This is on Disney+. Plus, and the very simple summary is just an 11 year old boy who believes that he is the best detective in town runs the agency total failures with his best friend an imaginary 1200 pound polar bear and i actually first heard about this movie well i saw that i think i'd seen a trailer but i heard about it at sundance because it was actually screened at sundance and i <laughs> i've been kind of frustrated about the fact that sundance you know in back in the 90s sundance was the festival of the people making movies out of their van you know with like yeah. <laughs> with like money they borrowed from their parents like it was just really small and really and now it's just so co-opted by netflix and amazon and some of these other studios that you see things that's like this is hardly independent at all and and then i find Didn't out that some of the things you saw were streaming while you were there yeah like they were on available on netflix at the time yeah and especially annoying the taylor swift documentary not only was streaming on netflix <laughs> while we were there but they actually took up two spots in my in my pass what mm. yeah so you buy the pass and you're you can go to any movies that are playing in this particular venue called the grand and they they had the first and the last movie was <laughs> was the taylor swift documentary and i'm like what it's bad enough that it's there once <laughs> we have to see it take up two of our slots when we could have seen actual independent films that was irritating um, i but, still have not I watched thought, that by the way <laughs> But but just the fact that now Disney <laughs> Disney has a film at Sundance. What is going on? Like, the, you know the that small little indie studio out there, Disney. And so I was pretty upset about it. But I have to say, once I saw it, I, I understood it a little bit better because there's definitely a kind of an indie sort of feel to the film. Yeah, uh, some, I, I agree. Yeah. yeah, some people were joking that it's Portlandia for kids. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what that is, but sure. Uh, Portlandia, <laughs> it's a pretty, it's a funny show, just making fun of hipsters, basically. Oh, okay. And people from Portland and stuff like that. Well, everyone knows um, Portland's are hipster. People from yeah. Portland are hipsters, so. Yeah, and so I kind of, I kind of got it a little bit more, but I still don't think it should have been a lot of the festival. <laughs> what is going on? 
But uh, so anyway, I had a little bit of a chip on my shoulder when I sat down to watch it. I'm just like, oh, it's a Disney movie. And uh, it's directed by Tom McCarthy and written and adapted by Tom McCarthy, who directed Spotlight that won Best Picture. Hmm. So <laughs> it's pretty interesting pedigree. And I ended up loving this movie. I thought it was so cute. I just loved little timmy i thought he was so cute i loved his deadpan like responses to everything and just mistakes were made and (laughs) i thought that i thought that it had something to say that i appreciated because i feel like we some we sort of force all kids to fit this sort of 1950s sit in a desk all day and be lectured to and if they don't do that, if they have a different way of processing things, then they're ADHD or they're a problem child or there's something wrong with them. <laughs> and I felt like here's Timmy. He's a really smart kid, but that is totally not him. You know, he's a, he's a free thinker. He's independent. And I appreciated that. And I loved uh, certain scenes I thought were so well done. Like when he says goodbye to the polar bear, oh my gosh, I... I thought that was very, very, very good. And then I also loved the scene between him and Craig Robinson. And when they're talking, he's talking to him about adaptability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was really sweet mm-hmm. and really well done. And I don't know, I just, I really enjoyed it. Uh, what did you think, you having children, uh, Jennifer, what did you think of Timmy Failure? <laughs> well, um, overall, I thought it was super cute. His haircut drove me crazy, personally. <laughs> I was like, cut that boy's hair. You're a, you're a cool mom. You've got purple hair. You know that his hair shouldn't look like that. Like <laughs> that's true. Just a funny little haircut and wasn't doing him any favors. But he was already so different. But like you said, he was he was very endearing in that he was so different and that you know I liked the way that she let him be him. Um, parenting wise, there's a lot of things that I was like, oh. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to sound like a judgy jerk, but I was like really like you're gonna just let him go wander around and okay mm-hmm. <laughs> that made but me she nervous did have two but... jobs so she was i think gone a lot uh, oh i know i know she mm-hmm. was putting food on the table and a roof over their heads for sure but it was just i was like oh my gosh that I, he just looked so little yeah you know the the word 11 conjures mm-hmm. up for me an older kid which isn't maybe realistic but he just seems so little mm-hmm. and he's just you know all over the place I thought the polar bear was really well done yeah um when I heard about it I was kind of worried it was going to be distracting or it was going to be you know bad CGI and I thought overall it was very convincing mm-hmm. um and I loved the uh what was his the character's name the meter maid uh what was it was it Zach or something oh, like that I can't remember I can't remember <laughs> Um, but he or something weird yeah he was so good I loved that whole scene when they go to the zoo I thought was really well done I was really pleasantly surprised by him because at first I just that goatee thing on his face and I was like (laughs) oh he's gonna be just the worst and and he ended up being so endearing and I loved the way that he embraced Timmy's weirdness and um like his name was Crispin him but Crispin, yeah. Yeah, Crispin. But yes, yes. So I, I was really pleased um, by how he ended up. I felt like he he didn't change who he was as a character, but he adapted, you know, to yeah. Timmy and brought him 
into a, a more natural kind of relationship. They found common ground, I guess mm-hmm. is what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. But I thought it was a sweet film. It kind of reminded me a little bit, and I can't really put my finger on why, but of Matilda. Mm, I can see um, that. I can see that, yeah. Kind of odd kids and, that don't mm-hmm. really fit in. Yeah, and she was she was not loved by her family. It's kind of flipped. Like she was in, loved by everyone but her family, and he's loved by his family, and then everyone else is kind of like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're strange. Yeah. But um, I had kind of that vibe, and I liked that. But um, overall, I thought it was really sweet. My daughter loved it. She was really mm-hmm. sad about the polar bear part. Oh, um, so yeah, that part. <laughs> it, it, it was but really good. It was a sweet. It was a sweet film. Yeah, and I always appreciate it in movies uh, for for kids where they are they allow the kid the child character to be weird. You know what I mean? Like yeah. something I always liked about Lilo and Stitch is because the yeah, Lilo perfect. she's a weird kid with these weird dolls and like <laughs> weird weird pictures of fat people and like yeah. I love that I think that that makes I, I don't know I, I just I love that <laughs> um and uh so <laughs> it, it just brings the heart I think really uh really well um but Amy what did you think about it I thought it was really cute and adorable. I, I do have to say, if I was in his class, though, I would have been so annoyed by this kid. <laughs> like, I would have been like, oh, my God, will he be quiet? Yeah. Um, but I was also, a, I was a very quiet child that did what she was told. And everyone who didn't, I was, like, just so annoyed by. Um, yeah. But I think this was a really, really cute movie. And I think I, I agree with you. Like, he was allowed to you know, be imaginative, and there's so many kids, like, you think of an 11-year-old these days, and at least, like, the 11-year-olds I work with, and they're, like, more concerned about how many Instagram followers they have than imagination, and, like, they don't have toys anymore, and they want to play on their mm-hmm. iPads and watch Netflix. That's not what that I did. That I know that's not what I did as an 11 year old. I was still playing with dolls when I was 11 years old. And a lot of my friends thought that was weird. And so I really enjoyed seeing a kid that might encourage people who watch it, who are like 11, be like, hey, let's do something imaginative. Let's go outside and play a game or something, or even stay inside and play a game, build a fort for heaven's sake. I don't care. But like just doing something that doesn't necessarily involve technology or wanting to be like popular or, you know, using, I use your imagination for as long as you can, children, please. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And I just feel like sometimes we immediately take that kind of energy and we're like, uh, you have behavior problems, you know, you, you can't sit during this lecture. We're going to, you know. And sometimes I wish we would just, sometimes it's needed and it's absolutely valid and great. But sometimes it's just like, can we just take a step back here? Can we let this kid be whoever he or she kind of wants to be while keeping them safe? <laughs> That's yeah. probably the difference in the real world with this. But yeah, I mean, Wallace Shawn, he is so great as like the exasperated teacher. <laughs> He's so funny to me. He is. He's on um, Young Sheldon too. He plays yeah. the professor. And he's really good on that too. Yeah. He was famously in, in Clueless as her oh. debate teacher. I've never seen that. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, but anyway, he's quite funny. She she tries to um, match him up with one of the other teachers and it's, it's <laughs> cute. And uh, but yeah, he's he's really good at that cranky cranky teacher role. Yeah. It reminded me, okay, the relationship between the two of them. Now, I haven't seen this movie since I was a really little kid, but it reminded me a little bit like of Dennis the Menace. 
mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. like relationship between the two and I thought that was cute again haven't seen that movie since I was like eight though so I don't know <laughs> but yeah. that's what it reminded me of I can see that I for sure definitely that. the mischief mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Yep. and one kind uh, of the, the tension between the two where they are almost like at odds and then that yeah. actually makes them bond Mm-hmm. Yeah, and little Timmy on that segue was the cutest thing. <laughs> that at first I was like, "Is that, is that okay? Is that dangerous for a child?" Like I don't know about this. <laughs> it was so cute. I loved it when the mom was like, "Never, ever, ever," and he was like, "That seems vague to me." <laughs> <laughs> but like, is that like the 21st century version of a razor scooter? Is kids on segways? <laughs> I, I think just Timmy, not not a. I think hoverboards are like that <laughs> yeah. equivalent. Yeah, but one of my friends, she—I wish I could find it—but she uh, had her her. I think her eleven-year-old uh, watched it and then wrote up a review. He was it was Aww. kind of funny. He says he was. Like, <laughs> I, he's like, this movie is extremely racist towards Russians. <laughs> I mean, I could see it, I guess. <laughs> I could see yeah. it from that well, perspective you when you're 11. Because <laughs> yeah, what, what they're trying to do with the whole Russian thing is it's just sort of the bad guy of the moment, you know? That, like, mm-hmm. you know, World War II movies... Germans, you know, it's and it's probably bad to do that, but I think that's just what was trying to like we gotta we because you always hear on the news and stuff, it's like the Russians and the collusion to the Russians and collusion, yeah, with the Russians. And well, he was such an old soul, yeah, Yeah. and so it wouldn't surprise me if he was reading old comic books or you know, I don't even know, I don't think the Hardy Boys. His attitude reminded me a little bit more of like cold war type russian issues than more recent <laughs> russian issues <laughs> That's true. so i thought that was really cute uh that i mean i can see their point i can see his point and uh sure. it was it was just really really cute but i told him i told her I said tell him it's, it's not it's not racist to promise. <laughs> it's just a fantasy <laughs> Um, but uh but yeah so i loved this movie i thought it was just so cute and uh funny and uh so i i have it pretty high up in my rankings for this year i've already seen feature films not tv movies i've already seen 36 feature films this year no wonder you haven't recovered december yet (laughs) <laughs> um and i this i put as number three believe it or not wow. i really enjoyed wow. it yeah i've seen if you're counting tv movies i've seen 48 Jesus. movies 2020 <laughs> sorry sorry i saw 26 at sundance 26 films oh okay well that that makes sense <laughs> i have seen one movie so far in 2020 in theaters one so oh no <laughs> that's funny <laughs> doing really great uh compared no. to rachel but i thought this was really cute i'm gonna give it like a four mm-hmm. yeah yeah i think that's a good score i think <laughs> that's a good score i think i do i mean i don't know i guess a 4.5 given our typical criteria or whatever i really mm-hmm. really enjoyed it what about you jennifer i think i'm gonna go with a four as well 
Yeah. I think that's a, a good place for it. Hmm. Very good. All right. So uh, we're going to talk about one that Jennifer hasn't gotten to see yet, uh, but uh, hopefully she can ask us some questions or talk about it. And <laughs> so we're going to talk about zombies too. <laughs> and uh, this is the continuing adventures of Seabrook High students, Addison and Zed, whose budding romance is threatened by the arrival of werewolves. So Amy, had you seen the first zombies movie? Yes, I love the first zombies movie so much. <laughs> I do too. I I think it's it's one of my favorite Disney Channel original musicals. Mm-hmm. I really yeah. enjoyed it. I thought it was very uh, Is it a musical? So yeah, basically, basically what I want out of these Disney Channel original musicals which people are way too hard on, in my opinion. <laughs> what I want out of it is I want good choreography, I want good songs, and I want a cute message that mm-hmm. the teens and tweens will be able to enjoy. And because I admit, these movies are not made for me. They're not making these for 39-year-olds, you know, like <laughs> podcaster. <laughs> That's not the their target demographic. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, I enjoyed the first one especially the um bam sequence Mm -hmm. with the fluorescent that thing is awesome i love that song (laughs) so good and i think for the most part most of these disney channel original movies musicals fulfill that the only one that i really i think didn't like is the free friday yeah that didn't do it for me i didn't mm. yeah yeah i think it would be a good play it is a good play i've seen it it's good as a play but not it they didn't do it right i don't think that doesn't surprise me at all (laughs) to hear that because i don't it just felt like i was watching a play and it just didn't Mm -hmm. there was just some stuff that felt really weird and the choreography didn't work so it didn't pass my three three spots and i think that's like the one of the only like musical disney decoms that i didn't like was freaky friday yeah me too the rest of them i I like pretty much so I mean but just like you Rachel they're not making these for 22 year olds so (laughs) (laughs) I know Jennifer you're a big fan of the high school musicals is that correct oh my word and not not the originals high school musical the musical the series I'm embarrassingly obsessed with (laughs) it's it's so bad it's so 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 bad but I think I might so actually good. have some time coming up that I can actually watch it finally. <laughs> I still haven't watched it. I would love it. to hear your thoughts on that and maybe we can talk about it. I don't know. I, yeah. I, Sean made me watch the High School Musical original movies and I'm sorry to everyone who loves them, but I wasn't in that pool of people initially. <laughs> I didn't see them growing up and so watching mm-hmm. them as an adult was just, I think I'd rather have a root canal. I oh. think it was, it was so... Yeah. And I think we talked about this before, but I have like sympathy, empathy, um, like to an extreme level to where if I watch people be uncomfortable on TV or I think they should feel uncomfortable and they're not, then I get super uncomfortable on their behalf. Mm-hmm. And like the whole high school musical, all of them was, I was just cringing the whole time. I just wanted to crawl under my chair. And um, <laughs> then there was that terrible fish song, which is another soapbox for another day but <laughs> so have you seen the <laughs> hannah montana movie then <laughs> i no. feel like you have similar work? feelings no I, I feel like you'd no. have similar feelings towards that one 
I, I right. really, oh. I especially like the first High School Musical yeah. uh, movie. I, I, I know a lot of I, people like the second and third ones better, but that's not me. I just think the original songs are so catchy, in my opinion. Yeah, I, and, I remember watching that first one, and I, I think I was like six, seven when the first one came out. <laughs> I'm so old. Um, <laughs> I know. I was like, don't worry. I, I was like. 24 <laughs> um I well maybe I was a little bit older than it. it came out in like 2006 right so I was seven or eight yeah yeah I was like seven or eight so and, I was 25 okay well <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> um <laughs> let's all remind Rachel that she could be my mother okay anyways. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, um but I remember watching it and seeing it and I was a kid who loved the classic musicals like yeah. old school Hollywood, like Debbie Reynolds was the person I looked up to the most as a child. And most people thought that was super weird. So when I saw that they were doing a musical on Disney Channel and people were liking the songs, I was so excited. Yeah. I was so happy. And like, I mean, High School Musical isn't Grease for heaven's sakes, but still it's something that They're I will close, always like. I think. Well, I'm, I think it's a modern day, like more for my age group type of grace but like I you know I just I'll never forget that and even if you know I do get embarrassed now watching it again because I'm like oh my gosh why but like at the same time I mean it gave us Zac Efron so <laughs> well for me the high school I'll, I'll like I said it has good choreography has catchy tunes mm -hmm. and it has a decent message for teens so yeah. i'm all about them i liked the descendants movies i liked the yeah. Teen beach movies really fun um and so then the zombie movie came and it went just so you know jennifer it sets it up as this kind of allegory for uh for sort of race relations yeah <laughs> and uh uh, basically, they had the zombies learn to be able to control their zombiness through these okay. wristbands, <laughs> but they're still like excluded Ooh. from the humans because they're zombies. And so yeah. that's sort of the setup of the first movie. Mm -hmm. And uh, they have this really cool dance number uh, where they're all in fo like fluorescence and it's black and white and everything. It was pretty cool. That they, one, that was my favorite part. They bounce off the floor. Yeah. <laughs> it's and so cool. Yes, and they have um, the two leads are Zed and Addison, played uh, by um, Milo Mannheim yes. and Meg Donnelly. Meg Donnelly, who I love, Meg Donnelly. She's on American Housewife, which I think is a super mm -hmm. underrated show. It's hilarious, in my opinion. And she has a pretty good singing voice, I think. Yeah, I think so too. American Housewife is the, all three of the kids are so good. If you watched um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, this, this, Last summer, the, the little girl, uh, Julia Butters, is mm -hmm. is also an American Housewife. <laughs> it's a really good show. Anyway, but I, I think they're very well cast and they have good chemistry together. And so now in this sequel, the only thing that was disappointing to me about it is they basically have the exact same plot. I mean, it, uh, almost yeah. exactly as the first movie, but now it's it's them trying to absorb werewolves uh and Which, uh, kind of learn the exact same message you agree amy yeah it gave me a new moon vibes <laughs> yeah. i was like oh and they it wasn't it wasn't done like new moon was it was more like surprise there's werewolves congratulations it's like in the next movie oh there's also <laughs> witches and vampires and trolls surprise <laughs> yeah and they tr yeah i know see that's the thing and the third one i'll allow it 
for the second one. But if in the third one, they're like, surprise, vampires are now part of our Well, we our all know what it's going to be, though, because of that little end scene. We all know, but I don't want to admit it. <laughs> uh, because the thing is, is that in, uh, they could, I feel like now they've taught the message, which is an important message mm-hmm. of tolerance and acceptance and, and everything for these teens. But now they have an opportunity where they could teach about about something better about not just not excluding people but also like proactively making the world better you know what i'm saying like we could have a whole Mm -hmm. plot in the next one with them you know going to congress or something like that you know like doing something (laughs) good because it's not just enough that we don't treat people badly yeah we need to actively treat people good (laughs) we need to we need to do good things in the world not just not do bad things and so I think it's a little bit of a, a miss, miss, missed opportunity. So that would be my main flaw with the film. But yeah. I still enjoyed it. And I, I, don't, I, I felt like the singing was still really good. And I particularly liked the choreography and the singing in Flesh and Bone. That whole, there's a long number where they're talking about their generation. And I thought that was a very, very good sequence there's they it, about halfway through it it becomes this water dance and that was really cool and uh, so i don't know did, did you have a highlight amy um see i feel like what i enjoyed it it was good i really wanted to see more addison and zed though like i really was like all right they need to be happy a little bit more like come yeah, on i can see that um but what was kind of frustrating to me is normally when I watch these these movies um these Disney musicals I'll come out of it like there'll be one song in my head that I want to go on you know iTunes and get and listen to but when I watched this one there wasn't anything that like really stood out to me that I really want to listen to a lot Mm -hmm. and I mean like I have all the descendants on my phone I have the original zombies I got lemonade mouth I have you know teen beach movie I have all those and I listen to those a lot because I enjoy them and this soundtrack I just wasn't feeling it Mm-hmm. and that's like super disappointing to me and maybe I need to watch it again but like I've never had to watch one of these movies again to like get into the music which is like mm-hmm. kind of disappointing and it's not because of their singing voices I just didn't really get into any of the yeah. songs unfortunately what do you think of that water dance that was pretty good though I mean that was cool but I mean it's a little bit copying step up three but yeah we'll that's what on. I was thinking when I was <laughs> But, like, I was watching it, and my little brother, he's 13, so, you know, he watched the first one with me. He's watched all these movies growing up with me. And, like, um, you know, he was born the year High School Musical came out. So, like, he was like, wait, where'd the water come from? He was so confused. Uh, so, I give this, I, I in my Rotoscopers review, I gave it a three out of five, and I, I stand by that. I think it's perfectly harmless a fun little movie I, I don't think it's as good as the first one but no definitely not this what is are you gonna do no i acquainted this to as this is what it would have been like if they would have made a lemonade mouth too like it would it would have been significantly not as great as the first this isn't mm-hmm. like as far as sequels go like i mean teen beach 2 irritated me but this is this was not as good as teen beach 2 in my opinion so no it's not as good as, i like teen beach too yeah but um so. uh but yeah uh, so people have to check it out and let us know what you think gave it a 3.5 <laughs> which i think is solid so yeah. yeah yeah all right well i'm gonna throw in a little mini review here i got to see this last weekend see the romantic film called the photograph 
And this stars Lakeith Stanfield and Issa Rae. And it's about a, a woman whose mother's passed away and she finds this uh, photograph and uh, she starts to kind of research and her mom writes her this letter about her life that she leaves uh, her behind. And so she starts to just kind of figure out more about her mother's life because she's really resentful of her mom. And at the same time, she meets this reporter uh, who uh, is also sort of researching her mom and also happened to see the same photograph. And at the same time, you also get the story of her mom in, and dad in flashbacks. And this is a very, very stylish, very soulful movie. The music is really good. Uh, it's very beautifully filmed. It is pretty sexy for, it's pretty steamy for PG-13. Just word of word of warning. Um, <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. I thought that the, the chemistry was off the charts, especially not as much for the flashback part, but especially for the modern part. And the ending was really good. And uh I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a, a, a good film. And they, like, for some reason, didn't screen it for critics. And just, I felt like they kind of hit it, which is weird. Uh, because it's a solid film. Like, it's definitely nothing to be embarrassed about. Uh, and so, if you have it, it playing in a theater. And you can handle a, a strong PG-13. <laughs> um, <laughs> then I, I, think, uh, I think you'll enjoy it. <laughs> so, and it's nice to have it. A story, uh, a romantic movie like this that's quality made by a f- female filmmaker and starring people of color. You know, it's it's pretty cool. It's pretty good. So I, yeah, I, I thought was, the trailer it looked really good, and then after yeah. your comments online, I was like, okay, I definitely need to go see it. Yeah, I think I think you should. I think you'd like it. I don't. I probably won't end up seeing it in theaters because I, I'm bad at that. But <laughs> I will definitely rent this when it gets to Redbox. So yeah, it's 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 good. It's a good one. Uh, so, all right. Well, let's talk about P.S. I Still Love You. To all the boys, P.S. I Still Love You. And so we have Lara Jean and Peter have just taken their relationship from pretend to officially official when another recipient of one of her old love letters uh, enters the picture. So, Amy, I'll start with you this time. Uh, what did you think of the original film? And what did you think of this one? Well, overall? I think we, I think we made an episode where I talked about the original f- film, but oh I, yeah, you're right. We I, I forgot that. I but just to that. remind everybody, yeah. yeah. Um, I think I, we were all on that one. I yeah. really enjoyed the first one. I've read the first two books at this point. I'm in the middle of reading the third one right now. I think it's really cute and sweet and i love the first one and i you know i've got a soft spot for noah centineo mm-hmm. um, <laughs> well we should say it? you got a special opportunity to see I this did movie. so yeah. my friend karen shout out to karen i love you karen and um she was able to get us tickets to go to the premiere of ps i still love you so i sat two mondays ago on hollywood boulevard for six hours and i got to be on the pink carpet um, and I got to meet Noah Centineo and Lana Condor and pretty much the whole cast. And then I got to see the movie like t- two weeks early and it was probably an amazing experience. That's probably jading my like judgment about this movie. <laughs> um, but it was pretty awesome because like Noah Centineo said hi to me. <laughs> like we took a picture. And I then can't Lana- hear you smiling like a ridiculous amount right now. <laughs> Your smile is audible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then like Lana, when she came up to me, because Lana Condor loves Harry Potter, just like Laura Jean does in the books um, and in the movies. 
And so on my phone case, I have like just a pink sparkly phone case. And then I have a Gryffindor pop socket. And she like, I went to go take the picture with her and she grabs my phone and like, is like, oh, what's that? And I'm like, oh, I'm a Gryffindor. And she's like, you look like a Gryffindor. And I just like got <laughs> so happy. Like, uh, it was worlds are colliding in one. I know. It was so great. <laughs> and, um, you know, like everyone else who we got to meet, like a lot of other people rushed down, like Noah and Lana specifically stayed and met everyone who asked for a picture which was really awesome they walked down the carpet super slowly other people were rushed down by like their publicists and stuff so like, like you didn't get to talk to them or anything but like those five seconds with both of them i was so happy i was so yeah. excited that's, um and i awesome. wish we would have known we were interviewing we were interviewing trezzo like a week later i wish i would have yeah. known at that point because <laughs> i would have said oh hi yeah like my colleagues are gonna talk to you next week or whatever <laughs> colleagues that's what i'm yeah. We got on the podcast, we got to interview Trezo Mahoro and uh, he was so funny and mm -hmm. great. And so if you haven't listened to that interview, you definitely should. He was really good. It was really fun. But I, I enjoyed the movie so much. And I mean, I got to have an amazing experience because of it. And, you know, I will sit on Hollywood Boulevard for six hours for Noah Centineo again. Yeah. <laughs> so, and Lana too. Lana that was could sound really confusing, but, but yeah. <laughs> for the premiere it was okay you wanted to get a good seat so we were the third group in line and we got yeah. there at like 11 30 noon and then they brought us onto the carpet at 4 30 and then we got to go into the theater and the movie actually started at 7 yeah. so like even though we had tickets we wanted to get like a good spot on the carpet so that's why we got there so early yeah um no, that's what you got to do. I mean, even just here in the local screenings, like not even premieres, premieres, uh, I used to, I mean, almost every single weekend, I would go two, three hours early in order to get in before I was on press. Yeah. People were like, oh, how do you always see all these movies for free? And I'm like, I paid my dues, man. <laughs> I waited in so many lines. And that's after actually going through the whole process. Sometimes I would drive all the way into Salt Lake to mm -hmm. get my ticket but the ticket wasn't actually valid because they give out more tickets than they and, have seats yeah. and so I'd, yeah. I'd have to go all the way out to get my ticket and then i'd have to show up to the screening two three hours early and i mean oh. even some, unless it's like something nobody cares about <laughs> but like i remember barely getting into wonder woman oh wow <laughs> and i was we were waiting in the standby and this lady came out and was like here's i'll give you a ticket i was like ah! Oh my gosh, I, so um, I, I learned early cause like Hollywood, you know, there's a lot of like tapings and stuff. Yeah. So like particularly I love America's got talent. And like, I learned early that if you want to see any of the talent, if you get there like five, six hours early when they're going in for practice, yeah. normally you'll be able to say like, hi, I love you. Or like, they'll take a picture with you or something. Mm -hmm. Um, beforehand because not no one's there yet and they're just going in a rehearsal which don't bombard anyone just say be nice yeah. okay anyways but yeah. like you know I, I love having those opportunities and you know I'm still at an age I'm 22 where like Los Angeles fascinates me um, so most most older people I talk to they're like why would you go to Hollywood Boulevard for six hours? And I'm like, but let me tell you, I had an experience at some day <laughs> in the future. Well, and you, had, you had friends there. It's not like you were Yeah, there was like, <laughs> my friend Karen and I went, and then she had a bunch of other friends that were going. So there was like six of us, and we were all sitting in a circle. We ended up playing Go Fish on the side of, on Hollywood Boulevard yeah. with cards I bought for $2 at a souvenir shop. And <laughs> like, we were trying to entertain. That's a cool memory. Yeah, so... um 
I'm excited and I'm signed up. So hopefully when the next one happens, I'll be able to go to that one as well. Cause I want to see the third one's premiere now. And, um, I got on another list. I keep getting on these lists to go to things. So I keep getting emails now from this specific theater to go to premieres of things that I've never heard of, but like, uh-huh. Hey, yeah, I have that opportunity now. Yeah. Well, so my thoughts on this film. So the first film, I liked it. It was cute enough, but I did think it was a little overrated. Uh, people calling it one of the best teen romantic comedies ever made. I was like, whoa, slow down. Well, I, I, I wasn't made, there. Maybe, <laughs> but, in, maybe in my generation, maybe for my generation it yeah. was, but not ever made. That's an exaggeration. Yeah, I, I wasn't there. Just the thing that t- kept me back from, from going from good to great, the thing that held me back is I just felt like Peter was kind of a, a bland character. Like he didn't have, I just felt like he agreed to everything way too easily mm-hmm. and was just kind of a bland. I, I like, I like my romantic characters to have a little bit of pushback, mm-hmm. you know, and be a little bit snarky and a little, and I just didn't feel like I got that from him and I kind of wanted it a little bit more. I wanted a little more personality. Yeah. And uh, so it was perfectly cute. It was fine. I just didn't think it was as great as everyone seemed to think it was. So I, th- I felt like it kind of got a little bit more credit um, than it deserved because of like Crazy Rich Asians came out right at the same time. So it was like Asians and rom-coms, <laughs> which I think is great, but I don't know. And so then the sequel, and I actually, I'm in, I'm in the minority, but I actually preferred this sequel because I felt like the relationship between Largene and Peter was really well handled. And particularly just the, I, I really liked the fact that nobody pressured her in any way into intimacy that she was not comfortable with. Like her, her choices were respected. And I felt like he, as Peter, as a character actually had some kind of gumption and was making his own, was just more interesting to me as a, as a human, as a character yeah. than, than he was before. And so I liked that. And I liked all the stuff with her family. I thought the thing with her dad was so cute and the dating. Mm-hmm. And I thought the whole thing with her, like honoring her Korean heritage. And I thought things were a lot better with her sister in this one, her little sister. And, uh, and then the only thing that I didn't really like is that I felt like you could have axed the entire love triangle off of this movie and I would not have missed it at all. I just, it was weird. And I know that in the book, it's like way better, I guess. Yeah, it is. It is. Way but, the book, yeah. And I, I thought that Jordan Fisher was charming, but in my opinion, he was just kind of her work buddy. I didn't yeah. really, it was, it was feel, more like, it wasn't her love triangle to me. It was just kind of like, here's this yeah. person I work with. He liked her and it was like, okay. It was like, a, it reminded me of like a third grade crush. Like, not like a, yeah. something more than that. But you know, I have my whole soapbox about the who played John oh, right, right, yeah. and thing, but I won't get on that right now. <laughs> but so. um, so I could have done away with the whole love triangle. I didn't need it. I, I didn't care about it. Um, but I did like Holland Taylor as Stormy. I thought that her, I really, the whole makeover scene and her, she was just a really fun old lady. <laughs> she was great. You did such I, a good job. Yeah. And I loved the whole thing of the off season Thanksgiving. That yeah, that that's, was really cute. That's really cute yeah. So all for all those reasons, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was really cute. And I don't know, what did you think, Jennifer, about uh, this sequel? So um, I really, 
appreciated the recap at the beginning of the movie. And, and I was surprised yeah. that once that started playing, like how sentimental I felt toward the first one. Um, I haven't watched it since the first time when we talked about it. So um, it's, it, I didn't dislike it. I don't even remember what I rated it at the time, to be honest. But um, I was really excited to see this one. I feel like the music is really fun. And um, I love the house. I, Rachel and I were talking before we started recording about houses. And I was like, if I could move into that house, I would totally move. Because um, I just think it's super cute. Um, I love her family and the little family dynamic that they have. I love the fake giving. Um, I'm really curious if turkey sales are going to start going up in March. I <laughs> think um, like all of a sudden it's going to be a thing. Um, if Hallmark jumps on that and starts promoting it as a holiday. Oh my God. <laughs> they won't do Thanksgiving during Thanksgiving, but they'll start doing it in March. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought overall it was really cute. I really like Peter. Um, I think you're right though, Rachel. I think he had a lot more personality and gumption, like you said, um, this time around than he did last time. Um, oh, I wrote, I took notes while I was watching it. <laughs> and it's just... <laughs> Um, I said, guy sounds just like Mark Ruffalo more this time than last time. Like, mm -hmm. if you just close your eyes, it's Mark Ruffalo. It's not even that guy. It's crazy to me. Yeah. Um, I, I love the musical cues and the ambiance of the film. Love with lots of O's, their house. Love their sappy dad. Um, oh, <laughs> I said they would never, on capital letters, give away such a cute snow globe at a carnival. <laughs> I know, that really bothered me. There's like all these cheesy animals and then like a super cute snow globe. Never happened. Um, and then all, all of a sudden, <laughs> the reason I'm reading this is because of this part. So my next note is dying in all capital letters of awkwardness. The next one, dying. The next one, dying. The next one, awkward. The next one, fetal position. <laughs> Those are my notes on this movie. <laughs> I just so I know that's super I'm a total weirdo but I felt like it it was so good at capturing the awkwardness of like first love and how are you supposed to feel and her being all like I thought when you had a boyfriend you stopped thinking about other guys it was so painfully realistic <laughs> that I was just physically in agony um but it was super cute and I, I could not, though. I haven't read the books. I couldn't agree with you more. I hated the love triangle. I yeah. hated the way they ended it with that guy. It was just like, he's never going to kiss anyone again, ever. He's just, no, right? he's just the worst. So Poor I hope God. the book does his character more justice. Yeah, but yeah it just, does. It yeah. definitely does. Because the there's a lot more, like, where they actually kind of, like, go on dates. Like, they go out. There's a lot more development of that relationship than mm -hmm. just them hanging out at work um I, and I, I yeah i'm i don't like how they cut a lot of that out as well as this is just my opinion someone come at me i guess <laughs> i love jordan fisher but i don't i didn't necessarily like him in this part and i think uh -huh. he's fantastic and i think if they would have written it closer to the book i think i would have liked him better possibly in this part um you know, there was someone else who I thought really should play this role, but they took the role away from him, and that's it. Okay, I'm done. I'm not going yeah. to talk about it. Oh. Yeah, because there's a cameo at the end of the first movie, 
And so <laughs> and he, he was he's, devastated. Well, he, he was in a Hallmark movie previously. That's why I knew about mm-hmm. him and knew he was going to be in this cameo at the end of the first movie. And when they recast him, it was really upsetting, not to him, but like not only to him, but to everyone else who supports him. And like, mm-hmm. I just, I wish I would have been able to see him in that part. Um, Jordan, his name's Jordan Burchett. He's awesome. He's on Heartland. If you want to support him, go watch Heartland. But like, you know, I just, I wish I would have been able to see him in this part. But at the same time, I think Jordan Fisher did a good job. I just would have liked if they written his character differently. Yeah. It was, it just felt extremely completely ex- uh, extra it felt like it was not needed at all yeah. superfluous it felt superfluous, superfluous. to me yes but i just realized what a stop in the back they go from one guy named jordan to the next guy named <laughs> that's <Anyway>. true um <laughs> my brain okay so i would give this 3.5 uh crown or stars uh what about you jennifer same actually that was exactly what i was thinking it was a 3.5 um I enjoyed it. I'd watch it again. I think part of it was even made more fun because um, I watched it with my aunt and uncle and they're like, wait, what's happening? It's like, that's <laughs> to explain like all the, all the different dramas. Yeah. Um, but I really wish they'd utilize that other character. Not that I'm a fan of love triangles in particular, but if you're going to do it, do it. Yeah. You got to do it like Bella and Edward and Jacob if you're going to do it. <laughs> okay. So seriously, if you could ever convince them to do it, um, a podcast with Sean on twilight would be the funniest thing ever it would be the best (laughs) it would be the absolute best yeah we've done one on twilight i i didn't sean chandler right i'm talking about right jennifer okay yes sean chandler talks about yes okay and ryan george from um uh pitch meeting just uh-huh. actually did a twilight pitch meeting and it like i was crying <laughs> i was howling in the kitchen oh. while, my, while sean was watching it in the living room it was the funniest That's most funny. accurate thing if you haven't I, seen that you should definitely check that out as well i i was never a big fan of the twilight movies i liked the first two books and then i didn't like they lost me at the love triangle i was not a fan um but uh, i just didn't really love the casting so yeah, it wasn't for me <laughs> But I also, these people that put it as like the worst, one of the worst movies ever made. I'm like, slow down. It is not one of the worst movies ever made. There are a lot worse. (laughs) There are way worse. Most of them starring Adam Sandler. It's obviously the wrong time because I was much older, but I feel like it's kind of my high school musical. Mm. Like it's a film Mm. that, that doesn't hold up well over time. But at the time, my friends and I were all reading the books. Yeah. We were all watching the movies. We'd go to the midnight screenings because they didn't have the 7 p.m. showings on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> and so we'd just go and wait in line for forever. And then we'd go into those ridiculous marathons where they'd show the first film when the second film yeah. released. And so then you'd watch them back to back. I mean, it was just this whole whole thing. And it was the whole experience of it um, with yeah. my friends that made it that great. But So I can't ever hate them, hate them. Yeah. But they're just they're not not, the best. not great Let's make jennifer just, feel, not feel old now i was 11 when the first movie came. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. yeah well you know my mom had to watch it go see it first in theaters before she could let me see it to make sure it was mm-hmm. appropriate because it was pg-13 right it's a good mom i know <laughs> yeah i ended up seeing three of them with my younger sister um <laughs> which is funny because she's like I don't know, so different now than when she was little. It's it's funny, but I was All right. super well, pregnant when the last one came out, and I could not 
Like I was physically ill because of all the stuff. It was so bad. that's the best one. The I last one. Imagine being pregnant and watching that movie. Oh my god! It was so bad. Oh yeah, that's true. That's, yeah, that's yeah. like that's like my mom's horror story of she was pregnant with me and decided to go see Titanic in theaters, and that was a bad oh, idea. Oh my goodness! <laughs> all right, so there was one other one movie coming to Netflix that I wanted to share with you guys. Uh, because it's an animated film that I was really excited about. It, uh, it's the Shaun the Sheep, Farmageddon. It's the sequel to the first Shaun the Sheep movie. And I loved the first Shaun, Shaun the Sheep movie. I, I think that the whole series really captures uh, the sort of silent movie type of physical comedy. Um, they don't have any dialogue with the characters. I mean, they're sheep. Um, but uh, they have them... I don't know, doing crazy things and, and being funny. And I, I just really liked the first one. So I was really excited for the second one. I really love the claymation, the stop motion animation. And uh, so they were going to release this in theaters. Uh, and it actually came to the UK last year. And uh, so I, you know, I've been waiting, waiting, waiting for it. And then it turned out they weren't going to put it in theaters. So it went to Netflix and uh, I, it was an interesting idea instead of it just being about the sheep uh they go to the they take a big trip to the city in the first one which was really cute um in this one there's an alien <laughs> and i thought the alien was really cute <laughs> really adorable and uh, that they meet and uh all kinds of hijinks and shenanigans uh happen and they drive the uh the dog of the farm <laughs> crazy uh, and, uh, I don't know. I just thought it was really cute and I really like Sean. I think he's really cute and I like the animation. And, uh, so I very much enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm a big fan of the studio Ardman animation. I didn't really love their last movie called early man, uh, because it was all about soccer and uh, I'm not the biggest fan of soccer and they didn't quite get the jokes, but this one I really enjoyed and so there we go and i thought for sure that amy would like it and she hated it so here we go amy i just I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna say much about this because obviously this film was not made for me um but i, I just want to ask you rachel you realize there was no words in this movie right <laughs> yeah yeah that's the that's the whole comedy of the whole okay. series i didn't know that and i was excited because a youtuber i've loved since i was really little played the pizza boy in this movie and i was like oh i'm excited to hear him voice a character <laughs> oh, no. he just made noises yeah <laughs> there it's, was supposed no to be kind of, it's supposed to be kind of like charlie chaplin or like i love charlie sort of, chaplin it, that's I love the kind of comedy a sort of silent, silent movie kind silent of silent movies i'm cool with silent movies this <laughs> This was an hour and a half of torture for me. And it's amazingly well done. Amazing artists did this. But the fact that there was no actual words being spoken, I kept trying not to fall asleep. And I'm frustrated. Anyways, I watched this for you, Rachel. And now you can just tell everyone Amy loves me because she sat for an hour and a half and watched a sheep dance around a screen with no voice. Okay, anyway. Yeah. So like there's, there's little like set comedic set pieces, like for instance, where they decide to order a pizza and like the, all the things that they have to do mm-hmm. in order for the sheep to order pizza. And I think that's funny. And, uh, and yes, there is no voices. I probably should have told you that going into it. <laughs> because 
I literally knew. I'm like, oh, Joe Sugg voiced the pizza guy because I watch his vlogs. And I'm like, oh, cool. I'm excited to see him voice an animated character. I've been watching his vlogs since I was like 12. Um, no voice, just sounds. And I was like, well, I don't know why I was excited for that because there was no him audibly talking. Yeah. Um, and there's also like <laughs> funny instances like where they are trying to hide the alien and mm-hmm. they take it to the grocery store and that's i think funny it's it's very it's it's very in the old school kind of physical comedy yeah uh, kind of crazy hijinks kind of a thing and uh and so yeah i don't know did you did you ever see uh Shaun the sheep the first one jennifer Yes, I love Wallace and Gromit and Shaun yes. the Sheep. I love uh, Wallace and Gromit and the Curse of the Were Rabbit. Um, yes, so I, good. I love all of those. And like a lot of times, I, I make that little cheese gesture, and nobody knows what I'm doing, and it's just <laughs> sad. But <laughs> and I think one of the things that's the most stressful as a parent who really appreciates something whatever that thing is whatever thing Mm -hmm. you really like like the most stressful thing is when in your child's life you introduce them to that thing right so that you can give them the best chance to not hate it (laughs) right so i picked them correctly with amy Uh, yeah (laughs) here's the thing about claymation this is a parenting scenario i i did poorly about claymation okay claymation is gorgeous and i think it's a a talent um the first claymation movie i ever saw scared the crap out of me and um ever since then i just i'd never seen sean the sheep i've never seen any of those movies because they scare me that's (laughs) fair some of it's terrifying that's and that was caroline and it scared caroline scared the absolute bejeebers out of me but you have to think about when caroline came out i was 10 i think so i was so scared of that movie yeah (laughs) oh my god my eyes are gonna turn into buttons and i was so scared so claymation it will forever terrify me that is that's legitimate (laughs) uh but but yeah, I the, the I especially love in the first Shaun the Sheep when they all go to dinner. I I think that's really funny. That whole scene, <laughs> that whole scene is right out of like Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin, like that kind of broad mm-hmm. physical comedy. And uh, so I I love it when he gets shaved and then they make him a sweater out of his own yeah. wool. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, and the uh, I like because the farmer gets amnesia, and he learns how to uh, to be this great hairstylist. <laughs> so good. But but anyway, I I think that most people will really enjoy it. Most people on my Twitter seem to really be enjoying it. It's got ninety seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. If you're uh, so terrorized by Coraline, then don't watch it. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, I think most people will really like it and I'm excited that it is on Netflix because uh, they, you know, put a lot of effort into these films and then people don't go and see them for some reason. So hopefully people will find it uh, because it's on Netflix and we'll see it. And uh, I, you know, I, I just, I love Ardman. I, uh, I got to interview Mick Park, the creator of Wallace and Gromit last year. And that was <gasps> amazing. And <laughs> Uh, and so I, I really, even though I, I wasn't the biggest fan of his movie, uh, I guess maybe it was two years ago, actually, but it was fine. It just wasn't my favorite uh, as far as the humor. But um, 
but anyway, so yeah, if you have kids, especially, I think they will really enjoy Shaun the Sheep, Farmageddon. Uh, they'll, they'll get a kick out of it. And uh, okay, so, and there's Wallace a whole and- Shaun the Sheep television show with multiple seasons, and it's so charming. So, is Wallace and Gromit the one with the terrifying rabbit? Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, the okay. curse of the were-rabbit. I yeah. saw that one also. I was about six. <laughs> that also was scary. Anyway. So I should not show that to my children right now. Okay, noted. <laughs> I mean, it depends how scared they get. Like, I was scared of everything when I was little, yeah. though, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, it's, uh, check it out. I think most people will really like it. Cute little Sean. <laughs> and the alien. Lulu. I give it a three, because I think it's still, like, an awesome artistic feat to make something like that. Uh-huh. Even though it's definitely not made for me. So I I'd know. say it's a three. It's cute it's like well made it's just i personally am not the person to be watching it (laughs) fair enough i also i would give it a uh 4.5 i it's i I have it right after timmy in my ranking Mm -hmm. uh i really enjoyed both of those a lot um but i think we can generally say that timmy failure was our favorite right yeah the three of us yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. so watch timmy failure it's really cute let us know what you thought of it and all these different movies i know there are a lot of different opinions on ps i love you so uh or i still love you uh so let us know what you thought and in the comment section or on twitter and thanks so much jennifer for especially on a very busy day for you to take the time (laughs) to do this i really appreciate it thank you for having me yeah yeah Yeah. and uh amy where can people find you uh you can find me on youtube instagram and twitter at it's amy craig great and you can find me at rachel's reviews all of our social media itunes youtube everywhere and ron tomatoes and uh, make sure you're following the podcast at home with pod the home with podcast all of our social media itunes youtube everywhere if you're listening on itunes please leave us your ratings and reviews we really appreciate that and if you are listening on youtube please give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel we also have our patron group which is really fun and only two dollars a month to join get exclusive content like amy just barely did and ask amy five questions and it's i did fun it was fun Woo! yes so check that out we would so appreciate your support and then we also have our merch store which has a ton of new hardy's inspired merch so you're gonna want to check that out and so thank you again girls i really appreciate it and we'll talk again soon when we get more uh netflix and disney plus movies <laughs> bye bye, bye.